0: Headphone. Oh. I'm good. <laughs> I think there was something stuck to it. It was okay. scratching the inside of my ear. Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting Mistakes Were Made, and this is our weekly two-star Tuesday.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and I am Brett Bloom, and this is the beautiful Kristen Pennington. Yeah. And we have had a couple of drinks
2: yeah, we uh, <laughs> fell behind this week. We've been pretty proactive about always being a week ahead, so you guys are listening to our podcast and weirdly getting very delayed information. But uh,
0: the stuff with Mark, um, which yeah. I, I believe was discussed on the last podcast, yeah. um, kind of threw us off for an entire week. So we were ahead, and we were, you know, but now we're uh, only one week ahead. And uh, we were short one, two-star Tuesday, so we had the pleasure today of, um, we woke up, we... um, Is that a lot of traffic outside? What is that? Yeah, it's traffic. Oh, okay. Um, We woke up, we got all the things we needed to get done, Um, went to lunch with family, friends, and... Mm -hmm. Came home and cleaned and showered and gymmed and not in that order. <laughs> and then uh, sat down and watched the Texas Chainsaw Massacre
2: Which 2003. We usually, we usually uh, the fun of these movies is that we drink while watching them. So we're already yeah, a few yeah, drinks yeah. in.
0: Typically we drink while watching them after. The podcast that we've done, it's more of the conversational one. So this time around, because we had to watch it and record it back to back, uh, we're a little toasted. <laughs> so just know that going into it, um, I would suggest that you get toasted unless you're driving uh, anywhere this morning or, <laughs> you know, tonight. Don't, don't do that. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's going to be interesting. This is all going to go off the rails. In about half an hour. (laughs) But, um... Intro out of the way. I was like, I'm gonna guide this ship. But I'm like, I'm not guiding this ship. Uh,
2: again, (laughs) uh, taking on a pretty iconic series. So, what did it get rated at?
0: Um... This is the 03 remake, and so IMDb gave it a 6.2. So it's technically outside of the realm of the two-star Tuesdays, but I was... Oh,
2: for IMDb. We're not going off the IMDb rating, though.
0: Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, I guess you're right. So that got a 6.2. Rotten Tomatoes, the critics gave it a 37%. Mm-hmm. The audience gave it a 57%. And while I'm thinking about it, just so you can keep up running them side by side, the 1974 original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, IMDb, gave it a 7.5, which is a higher score than the remake. Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 88% point or 88% for the critics and an 82% for the audience. So the original swatters this remake.
2: And I don't think I've watched the original, so we definitely should, should like go back and... Watch it. you watch
0: it. I mean, this one was fucking fantastic. Yeah, I can't like believe it got paying that goddamn
2: I load. And that's probably going to be the theme of our podcast today. I feel like it deserved a much higher rating, but I haven't seen yeah. the original. And I think remakes tend to get slaughtered because they're being compared to the
0: original mm. and not
2: standing on their own merit.
0: Well, I have seen the original and it did not impress me half as much as the one that we just watched. Really? <laughs> the original like I the dinner scene I I can respect and the scene where he pulls I don't know if it's the same character names in the original but the Aaron character um no not the Aaron character I guess it would be the Pepper character but whatever uh he yanks her through the doorway and those are two iconic horror scenes the intro which they recreate in this one is an iconic horror scene in Mm -hmm. the original um but the way it was executed, you know, was just... It, it, it. There's something about that goddamn suicide.
2: In the original or the remake?
0: In the remake. Yeah. That just, like, it says, welcome to the world. We'll see you in an hour when we dare to do anything that's fucked up again.
2: Well, before we <laughs> delve into the film we just watched, like we did the whole look up trivia uh, thing again today mm-hmm. while we were at the fancy restaurant this morning that we go to weekly. Um <laughs> not the laundromat. Definitely cool laundry. <laughs> But um The
0: blue cross burrito. There's definitely glass or out? something in my I've
2: got headphones. Do you want to switch out?
0: No, I'm alright. I think I'm getting, I don't know if I'm getting shocked. I don't know. I've got fancy new uh, fabric headphones. Continue. <laughs> um,
2: like, we learned an interesting bit of trivia about the original film. Like, they were aiming for a PG rating. Mm. So, like, the goal of the original texas chainsaw film was to not show any violence at all it was meant to be left to your imagination and everything would happen off screen and what did they end up with
0: well like again like i didn't i didn't realize that that's what they were shooting for but yeah all the tension they created shooting for an intentionally pg thing they wound up with an x rating like yeah, things. which is bizarre. Like, he had to fight for an R. He wanted a PG. So, like, he had to fight, like, levels. They were like, this is basically pornography. He's like, I've killed nobody on camera.
2: <laughs> so, yeah, they, they settled for the R rating. Yeah. And, and the, it's considered one of the least bloody horror films.
0: Of all time. Yeah. But it technically set off the slasher, according to all those articles that we've been reading. Like, it, it's... It's mind-blowing. I remember it being a lot more violent.
1: And I actually... Because by the
0: time, like, even the other trivia facts, by the time the main girl gets saved by the truck, they were like, yeah, her shirt was hard with fake blood. Yeah. Like, but it had been...
2: And I actually um, watched the 2003 version back when it first came out in theaters, and I remembered this film being significantly more bloody, so it was kind of interesting like going into this movie, yeah. having that knowledge of the original film, because I was like, oh, to like some extent, they followed that same formula. Like,
0: well, it's the old trick, right? Like, the, the tension is more important. Mm-hmm. We were talking about it probably talked about it a couple of times but it's why I love Halloween like when you watch Halloween you might have one scene that has blood involved right like it's all in seeing Myers step out from behind the bush or like move through the uh, sheets hanging in the backyard like it's, it's not in your face Shocking violence or ghost scares or jump scares. It's
2: in this film, ironically, basically, the only major dust they show outside of uh, is the character's name Morgan? Morgan yeah. was the
0: dorky, yeah, yeah.
2: So, outside of Morgan, the, the only
0: very- Short notes <laughs>
2: <laughs> outside of Morgan, the only character deaths they actually show in the 2003 version are basically the deaths that are made by choice. Like, they show
0: everything's very consensual, right? Like, like even they... the dude, he's like, uh, Who gets Andy? Stab, yeah, Andy's like, Kill me, kill yeah, me, kill me. Die. Like, and she delivers that, and that's not even that violent. Granted, she stabbed him in a non fatal location. <laughs>
2: But the Consider suicide. The dude of the, has lost
0: a leg and he's been stabbed in the back. Three. Okay. The
2: suicide at <laughs> the beginning is probably hands down the most graphically shown death in the film. And it's a, a death of choice. And it's
0: one of the coolest shots I've ever seen. But,
2: but uh, the film itself, I will say, is not lacking in blood or body parts there is an abundance of blood and body parts in the film but they are they are very conservative about the deaths which is interesting like they're
0: definitely not shooting for a pg in the remake but the the heart of what the original director which i didn't write his name down i don't think uh the heart of the original directors you know like his intent for the original movie like that tension is still throughout this thing um Continuing on with the trivia, the narrator, who, cool fact that blends trivia, is the same narrator for this movie. And we've got comments about how he sounds like a Twilight Zone I And would I say. wouldn't have picked but,
2: that up if we hadn't been watching Twilight as yeah. a Twilight Zone. I keep abbreviating uh, We have Twilight. not been watching Twilight. I will <laughs> Twilight gouge <Zone> my <laughs> own
0: fucking eyes out. <laughs> I, I will... Uh, if you pay me a hundred dollars, I'll watch the Twilight Zone trilogy. We'll do a Twilight. two-star series. Do what?
2: Twilight.
0: You don't have to pay me for Twilight Zone. If you pay me a hundred dollars, I'll watch all the Twilight movies and rip your little fucking fantasy apart. I hate that goddamn <laughs> movie. I I know, but anyway, the narrator who <laughs> was in the uh, the remake as well. Uh, when he did the original movie, according to the IMDb trivia, was supposedly paid with a marijuana joint to about that. record the thing. And I'm just saying, I'll pay you with a marijuana joint if you guys want to record the narration for the next movie. Not, the it said in.
2: specifically in the trivia, according to him. So I'm assuming that's not true. But in the original, they did hardcore get skimped financially. Yeah, they got fucked up.
0: <laughs> did, but because we also found out today, right? Well, let me get through the budget. The budget for the original film was three hundred thousand dollars. It grossed thirty point eight. That's not including all of the other shit that it did, and that's thirty point eight. 1974 money, so that's just jerking off into the wind. Million, right? Not yeah. thousand.
1: On the gross. 30.8 million,
0: yeah. And then the budget for the new one is uh, 9.2 and the gross was 20... Uh, holy shit! I just put that together. The new one had a budget of 9.2 million. Hmm. The original, 300,000. The new one pulled in twenty six point five. The old one pulled in 30.8.
1: Well,
2: also, though, we kind of realized today the numbers that we've been going by for the gross were a little confusing. So I'm assuming the gross yeah. is over the lifetime of the film. So I think that's how much money the original has made throughout its lifespan, not just when it was released.
0: Well, I think maybe this is the peak of 2003's rendition of Texas Chainsaw. Like, if it was not going to blow the original out of the water, it still has not blown yeah. the original yeah. out no. of the water.
2: I mean, it rated significantly lower by critics, so for sure.
0: But what were we talking about? Why did I need to get the budget out of
2: Because the marijuana joint isn't the only interesting fact about what they made on the first film. Oh, yeah.
0: No, the, the first one, let me switch over. I got, sorry, right in the <laughs> microphone. I'm not professional today. I'm drunk.
2: No, oh, we got show notes. We are professionals.
0: The original distributor of this movie, whose name I didn't write down, Um, was a mafia front. (laughs) These fucking people made like $26 a piece after nine months. Initially, everybody, cast, crew, stars, director. They made $405 per person on a budget that grossed out 30 fucking million yeah, dollars because the distributor was a mafia front trying to laundering launder... Money. Yeah, they were laundering money for the film Deep Throat, which is a cult classic pornography film that if you're 15 and listening to this fine Deep Throat, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> it's a stag film. It's brilliant. I, I, I Enjoy. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Um, however yeah no they they made this thing on 300k they all lost their fucking minds filming the thing the guy who played leatherface said in taped dvd commentary that he was going to kill the director at one point no it wasn't
1: the
2: director he was given i guess they well, were. Filming... tried in the
0: final dance but oh, yeah he, he yeah, directly he, wanted... he directly said that he wanted to kill who
2: it was the main actress, I think, because they were like filming a scene where one of the and family Grandpa members, tells him to, yeah, yeah, tells him to kill her, and he said like he had like a, a moment where he was like, I legitimately want to kill her. Yeah, it was
0: 110 <laughs> degrees outside. They filmed they for
2: 27 have... hours straight for one. Yeah, the dinner one... scene, yeah. they were
0: puking out the window. They were like, all the food went rotten because it was 110 degrees outside That's in mad. Texas. Like. I fuck all of that (laughs) it led to what they called in a lot of the trivia sanity slippage Mm -hmm. you know where these people just they couldn't remember if they were themselves or if they were the characters characters. that were there apparently Leatherface in the original only had one change of clothing and so nobody would hang out with him so he was literally (laughs) ostracized (laughs) from everybody else in the middle of nowhere Texas actually losing his shit. (laughs) It was scheduled for a two-week shoot, and this motherfucker made it happen in four weeks. They were working seven days a week, like average, like 16 hours a day in the middle of a Texas heat wave. (laughs) if you listen to Friday the 13th when we went over that I was making fun of Leatherface for the record after reading all of this shit Friday the 13th and go fuck it (laughs) so Leatherface is going to be number four just outside the canonical three (laughs) (laughs) did no did I just knock Jason out of the canonical three so that would
2: make this one up in that would make
0: Leatherface one of the canonical three
2: Tell us how you feel. How would you rate them? I told Brett that I would put um, Nightmare on Elm probably as my personal favorite. So if you guys are familiar with Nightmare on Elm, Halloween, Friday the 13th, and Texas Chainsaw, let us know how you would order them.
0: Uh, Hellraiser.
2: I haven't seen Hellraiser, so I don't have any concept
0: of that. Pinhead's my forever five. Like he's, I know what Pinhead looks like. I know who Pinhead is, but I'm yeah. not remotely familiar like with that one. Like if I have one. to rank the legends, like Pinhead is my five. Like, yeah, now I'm starting to get feedback in my right. I think I've just lost my right ear. But do you
2: want me to switch out your headphones? Do
0: I? Do you want me to switch I don't out? I have your headphones? another pair. of
2: I headphones. have several.
0: No, I'll be okay. It's just it... there we go. Nope.
2: If it's gonna bug you, we
0: should switch it. I'll just pull it out. There we go. Okay. I'll, I'll adapt and overcome. Can you continue? I'm sorry. Yeah. It, um, it, it was like a weird, shocking... It,
2: it uh, may be because they're made of metal and none of your other ones have been. I probably shouldn't have got those. I'm sorry. No, you're good. thought I was being fancy. Um, so this one's actually going to be a bit different from all of the other films we've reviewed because... We had a hard time coming up with things that we didn't like and overall really liked the film.
0: you got to get through a few more trivia things. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) Um... The director found the inspiration for the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre while he was out Christmas shopping in a fucking hardware store. I forgot. And he couldn't believe the crowd. And then, as he was having like I guess a panic attack about how the crowd had completely taken over, he locked eyes with a chainsaw, and his first thought was, "I could get myself out of this goddamn building." So, like, his shopping patterns are the same way my shopping <laughs> patterns go. Like, there's more than three people in the salsa aisle and I'm like if I only had a chainsaw <laughs> like I could fuck some shit up. <laughs> um, there was uh, limited music in the original. It was yeah, primarily yeah. made of sounds that animals would hear which is why like when you get In a slaughterhouse. In a slaughterhouse, which is why when you get like the um, the Polaroid, mm-hmm. it's like supposed to be like a razor. It's like the sound that the that buzzsaw would mm-hmm. make going through like a rabbit's head or some shit like that. Um, and I think that's all of the original trivia. So continue. I'm, I'm here.
2: Oh, I was just gonna say um, this will be kind of a different concept from most of our two-star films because we go into a lot of these kind of expecting to not care for the film as
0: much i think we're gonna have to start with the bad and bleed into the good because the good list is so much longer than the bad list
2: like I, i once again like we talked about in um our last two-star Tuesday, towards the end of the film, I was feeling myself a little caught up by the film and, like, kind of forgetting, like, oh, we're reviewing this film. Pretty much from the start of this film, I was, like, noping out of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, <And> The first
2: <laughs> so time... I, I wasn't even, like, in... Let me look at this critically mode. I was like, "Oh God!" Like, there's another scene. I gotta cover my eyes for the first
0: time that they show Leatherface's workshop, if that's the proper term for it. Kristen was sitting there like, "Fuck this, fuck this, oh oh, fuck!" And it was was like like, nothing was happening. (laughs) Nothing was happening. They were just (laughs) showing the way that the room was decorated. Mm. Um, so should we dive into trivia? For this one, or should we start going into the bad and the good and then throw in trivia? We didn't think this through. Normally, this is what our meeting is about. <laughs> and,
2: I also don't know what the trivia is anymore because we did that this morning. So you have the trivia yeah, list, not me. The,
0: the the time that we spent in our fancy coffee shop <laughs> uh, was full of looking up trivia for the old Texas Chainsaw Massacre because we hadn't seen the movie yet. So, <laughs> um The first thing that we have on the list here, Pepper Screamed, the Mm. woman who played Pepper. uh, She screamed so loudly at the audition that people in the building called the police (laughs) because they thought a woman was being attacked somewhere in the building. (laughs) scream queen for the fucking win she does it again when she's getting killed and it was goddamn believable she has
2: several freak out moments yeah like
0: she very good at the scream like they blew that out the fucking thing um on the final day of shooting which i thought was a cool synchronicity to um the original Leatherface losing his mind and trying to kill the director with the fucking chainsaw. I
2: don't think he was trying to kill me. He was trying to freak him He's out. He to was frustrated with him. Yeah. yeah,
0: but the uh, the final day, the guy who plays Kemper, Edmund Kemper. Uh, just in case you don't do a lot of serial killer research, uh, the guy <laughs> who plays Kemper. Uh, He left wearing nothing but a baseball cap. When they called cut, he took off all of his clothes, put his cap back on, and then walked, I guess, into the distance and just left his clothes sitting in the Texas sun. (laughs) Uh, This film had the same narrator as the original, which I think we covered a minute ago. The kick-ass scene where the gunny is sticking the gun, or he, he, he makes him sit like right next to like the exact spot where the suicide happened, and stick the gun in his mouth, that took several scenes, and the guy who played Morgan kept deep-throating the pistol so that he would throw up so every time he's shooting that scene he's puking yeah
2: you see the gun pull out and there's like drool dribbling down his face saliva like and he's
0: exhausted and he's shaky and he's nervous so it brilliant Mm -hmm. fucking move there um this movie had the same cinematographer whose name was daniel pearl as the original and this movie is the only time that we see Leatherface.
2: Like his actual face. His
0: actual noseless head.
2: Which weirdly, um, I think because we read the trivia at the laundry laundromat
0: <laughs>
1: uh,
2: at the beginning of the day. And I think I weirdly like built it up in my head that his face was going to be way more horrific. And having watched Harry Potter, I was like, oh shit, that's Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your nose, bro? <laughs>
0: Got stole by those Hufflepuffs.
2: <laughs> so I, I I'm not thought, it, I thought to he was shit with the Harry Potter no, people. My I brother thought he was creepier with yeah. the masks of other people's faces on than without. So
0: god damn, yeah, know. the reveal on his face is very short, and like by the time you realize that that's not the mask, you're like it's gone, and like you you either caught it or you didn't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and the last piece of trivia. This film is still banned in the Ukraine by the Ministry of Culture. The Germans weren't having this shit for about twenty five years. The, the British UK, yeah. only like stopped banning it like in nineteen ninety nine or some shit like like this do I have that right?
2: I think we're talking about the original film. Uh, th-
0: I've got trivia written down in two places. I don't think that... Yeah. No, this one's still banned by the Ukraine, but the original also got banned by a shitload of countries. That's what it was, yeah. The original only became available in England, like in the 90s. But this one was banned in the Ukraine and remains banned in the Ukraine by the Ministry of Culture. (laughs) more on censorship in our next episode <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think
2: like my overall view of the film
0: no like but you, do, oh do negatives for sure the characters and then go into the film well we can or?
2: talk about the characters as we talk about the film i feel like um it's a iconic series i don't think we need to give a synopsis we didn't do a synopsis on uh friday the 13th either no
0: it's just there's a couple heavy hitters in this movie so i was okay yeah go ahead um jessica biel plays aaron mm-hmm. which i didn't know who jessica biel was apparently She's she got married to justin timberlake seven... no shit yeah
2: that's Justin. Timberlake's single hmm, go wife.
0: jt go
2: she didn't get molested don't throw out false information <laughs> no. don't be that guy She got her start in, like, 7th Heaven, and there's controversy with...
0: Sheriff Hoyt is played by Gunny R-E-M-E. That's my boy. Also known from his uh, fantastic role in Full Metal Jacket, which apparently Kristen and I have to watch.
2: He's got caterpillar eyebrows though somebody glued some motherfucking yeah, caterpillars to this dude's marine. face
0: he, he's in like one of the greatest marine movies that's ever been made about the Vietnam War like the dude is just straight up intense
2: <sighs> sorry I just had a realization it had nothing to do with that character no I said earlier that I, I knew the hitchhiker looked familiar hmm. I think she was in the butterfly effect I think that's who that blonde don't girl know is I have seen the butterfly you effect. haven't
1: seen the butterfly effect
2: shame I think that's who the she is though she, like, the whole time we were watching the movie I was Get like she looks yeah but I mean that's
0: not really relevant to this movie no because it, 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 I didn't even write the hitchhiker down I thought Pepper was the hitchhiker coming right off the bat in this one I forgot
2: well, apparently she's hitchhiker number two, so, you know, yeah, maybe only Pepper, pick up yeah. the first hitchhiker and not the second.
0: We'll go off on Pepper here in a minute. <laughs> Everybody was really ready to sacrifice themselves for some chick they never met. Let's see. Where did she get that big-ass jacket on the way to Mexico? Uh, <laughs> uh, but Jebediah, while you're looking that Jedediah. Up, Jedediah uh, was played by David Dorfman, who was in The Ring. So that's The Ring kid.
2: Yeah, which threw me off because they gave him fake teeth teeth in this one. The teeth were
0: fucking crazy.
2: And, um, yeah, it looked like a totally different kid. I would not have recognized him. They don't have her credited.
0: No shit. Do you try Googling, like, uh, hitchhiker... Texas Chainsaw 03 or whatever. Dead air. Dead air. That's
2: okay because I can edit dare, Dead Air out. They have Teenage
0: I can Girl. Edit dead air.
1: They
2: have Teenage Girl credited. I wonder if that's who she's supposed to be. I don't know. We'll figure it out. That's not really relevant to this film or this uh, to review. Um, The negatives because we have. Significantly more positives
0: All right, cool. that we want to talk about. My, uh, my first negative is Kemper is arguably the worst driver that has ever driven in the history of man. Because if you ever go into rural Texas, it's just straight roads through the desert. You're just driving in a straight line. This dude almost ran over a bitch. He almost missed the gas station sign,
2: which is massive and
0: right next to the and road. Red, <laughs> like uh, Andy had to reach out from the back, and he's like, "Hey, dude, why don't you pull over to the only other building that we've passed in the past twelve <laughs> fucking hours?" Like, what you...
2: <laughs> I think my um, only noticeable complaint. Yeah. like the other ones I was a little more willing to overlook was at the beginning of the film specifically it eased itself out towards the end of the film but at the beginning of the film the pacing of the editing felt weird for me yeah
0: like it, particularly the scene where they go to the little diner thing mm-hmm. it's like hey <gasps> Like, it's going to deliver a punchline. Yeah, and that's how it
2: felt to me. It didn't feel like an organic conversation was happening. It felt like we were, like, pausing for a punchline to drop. Like, we were like, oh, look at this witty line I've got here.
0: It's like, excuse me. I have to go to the bathroom. Like, they were always, like, (laughs) dropping a beat. Mm. Like, it it was, uh, we discussed it once before when we were talking about the dolls. Where we were talking about... um, Right? Like you have to leave space to edit, but like they edited, like they left that too space, much space in. The, yeah, they left too much space. And so it made the almost every conversation, I think, until you get to the tea room, even like that far into the movie, before the conversations start to feel authentic. Like they didn't have the chemistry maybe between the actors yeah, until that late into the shooting. That's interesting.
2: But. Ironically, because like when we the, like when we first started watching the film, maybe it was the pacing that was throwing me off. Like, I felt like some of the actors just weren't particularly great actors. All these but people then... are
0: supposed to be freaked out. They're driving around with a dead body in the car. And mm. They're still pulling pranks on each other. Yeah. Like one moment they're like, "Holy shit!" We just watched a lady shoot herself, and then the next moment the dudes like, "I found this jar with pictures of the lady who just shot herself." And. <laughs>
2: But then it weirdly kind of like found like it's like the movie found itself halfway through cuz like the acting yeah. got better it the found pacing, its pacing got better a like
0: shitload.
2: yeah when the action ramped up it was just like oh there we are
0: yeah welcome to the world
2: <laughs> that was that was my one Weirdly, yeah, it, it, uh, major complaint of the film.
0: Like, like the... it, it didn't feel like the actors were really like. It almost felt like they were competing for attention. And then, like around the time where Leatherface becomes the enemy, like they just become victims. And it's like, here's your job: die on screen. And they fell right into it. But That's it's not like the that a... Actors' ego, you know.
2: That's not a specific complaint about this film because it's. Do true. you think it's the
0: writing? Do you think like the dude had like a fun comeback for that diner bitch when she calls the cops, and then like the people writing the film were like, "Here's a witty comeback," and it's like we're gonna hit him with a second witty. comeback.
2: No, I think it. I don't think it was necessarily the writing, which the lines weren't like clever enough that i would have missed them if they were A couple gone of them made me laugh <laughs> well i meant some of those like some of those weren't necessarily clever enough that i would have missed them if they had been cut entirely so i guess to some extent you can like point that at the writing but for me specifically when i was editing the dolls like i found it very difficult to find the rhythm and the pacing of just the conversation mm. so like when we had both of our child we actors had, we
0: definitely had some awkward moments with conversation in that one yeah
2: Yeah, well, like, I I found myself re-editing it a couple of different times as I kind of learned how to, like, manage the pacing a little bit, and granted, I'm not great at it, you know. I'm sure my later work will be better, but, um, like, specifically... this case. (laughs) (laughs) But specifically when we had our two child actors just sitting on the bed talking to each other and nothing else was happening in the film, like, I struggled, like really bad with like finding the rhythm of the conversation which was weird for me because I was like you would think like finding the pacing of the special effects shot that we did would have been like difficult or finding the pacing of like chase scenes or whatever and like just the literal we're not doing anything we're talking to each other I was like I can't find the sweet spot in the rhythm so I think honestly on my end it wasn't the writing that bothered me it was the timing like I felt like there was too much like breathing room left, and I was like, "Why did you, like, leave that long of a pause? Like, it felt like a com like a comedian telling authentic. a joke, yeah. yeah." So I don't I don't you think it was tell the when writing. Somebody's
0: like telling you a story yeah. that they've rehearsed, and a person that's telling you a story as it's unraveling. Yeah, like it, you know.
2: So for me, I'd like. That editor is probably a fantastic editor. The whole last half of the film I was super into, but like the timing of that felt wrong. And I was like, I think that's the editor's fault. Like mm -hmm. tighten the pacing
0: up. Like I've never freaked out on a person. I was like, excuse me. I'm going to kick your ass. (laughs)
1: Like, (laughs) you don't. Uh Cool
0: You know, you're like, no, fuck you, dude. Especially like, you've got after like you two gears. Like, you just know? watched a yeah, lady be die. Be authentic. Like, just authenticity. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to a different point that I have here in the bad, which is the characters are inconsistent as fuck. These people switch. So fucking hard. They're like, oh boy, you know, like we just all watched that lady kill herself. Let's have a vote to see what we do with the corpse. And now it's like, I'm Billy Badass and I'm afraid to go in the building. I, I was like, I don't know who the hero is here. Yeah. Like, except for the bitch in the tank top. Like, I, I think I, like, <laughs> Aaron. Not yeah. The bitch in the tank top. She did a great job. You Jessica Beale. Is it? Yeah,
2: it's Jessica Beale. You think. Like, it's kind of a bit of a trope. You've got a nerdy character in the group who's, like, the smart person. And, like, you think that's going to be Morgan in this film because he has a moment at the beginning where he's got these witty comebacks. And then he falls off to be the asshole.
0: Well, I like that they messed with the trope because he made me laugh so hard. Like, when the guy and the girl are making out in the backseat and he just starts hitting them with, like, STD statistics. Mm You know, like, he's he's, he's going to be the guy in Scream who hosts the party where he's like, here are the rules, and then he gets fucked up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, he also proves to be a bit of a jerk. And then you have this, like, very stereotypical blonde surfer-looking character who you look at him and you're
0: like, that's the douchebag. That's like, he doesn't even have to open day. his mouth. He's going to be the first guy to go because there's no black people in the oh. Well, he, he,
2: he's the character at the beginning that's kind of the one half of the oversexed couple yeah. and then he just has a douche looking face but he turns out to be like honestly for being a side character a bit of a hero
0: yeah he's the greatest hero it's like thank you sir point break like,
2: <laughs> and, and you think boyfriend is automatically like the opposite of this lead well, lady it, uh, and that's
0: one of my biggest complaints Is like they didn't develop the a, uh, uh, was your biggest complaint mm-hmm. Mike, I'm hijacking him, <laughs> is that there There was no payoff as you said
2: yeah like you, you think automatically I think you assume when you have a leading uh, female or male character that has a significant other you think the two of them are kind of like a duo so they're going to play off of each other and Kemper disappears very early into the film and we're kind of left with um, Aaron's character. act
0: with the sledgehammer.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> we're, kind of, we're kind of left
2: with Aaron's character thinking he's a no-account shithead, yeah. pothead boyfriend. And she wanted him to propose to her because they've been dating for a while. And we as the audience get an intimate peek at the fact that he bought her a ring. But there's no payout. She never
0: gets to see yeah. the ring. And he like doesn't. He didn't fall out of his pocket. She never. Does she find his body? Did no. I, no. She
2: sees his face on Leatherface. And that's her only like connection with he's dead
0: it would have been beautiful if like and beautiful is probably the wrong word if the uh the dorky dude would have been in the bathtub when she found him which is where she found him mm-hmm. but Kemper was still strung up and the ring, ring was yeah. in the bathtub and yeah, it's there's like, a... like if she would have just had that moment where she picked it up and went oh shit like yeah. He really loved me, but she never gets that redemption. Moment. And
2: he he doesn't even have a moment where he even semi-rescues her, which is playing on tropes. And How maybe fucking
0: weird would it have been if they both would have survived and he tried to... Like, they're sitting in the police station, soaked in each other's blood, and he's like, hey, I bought you this fucking teardrop (laughs) ring. Well,
2: they now have a brand new kid to take care of. Yeah,
0: like, (laughs) I know we adopted the son of a psychopath, or whatever the (laughs) fuck this kid came out of.
2: He was a part of the Hitchhiker Girls family, because that's what that family photo is. It's her, like... I missed
0: that I thought that was just the Sawyers I didn't realize no that
2: that was her family so he killed her whole family and she was the only one left besides this baby so god damn uh, it it was a baby they stole
0: (laughs) fucking Christ um it was a hundred percent easier instead of tracking the sheriff down uh, across three different locations and I love Gunny so I'm happy that he had a role but um, <laughs> I think around the time that she's like it's going to take two hours and it's 110 degrees outside and I don't have an air conditioner in my van and you don't have a cell phone like I I, I think I would have Taken suicide girl and put her in the bench. I would have been (laughs) like, "You sit on the bench."
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like
0: crazy bitch can look at the back of your head like melting in the summer sun. (laughs) Like I'm not having any party. But you,
2: you made a comment about Jedediah being like, "Yeah, the sheriff's at home getting drunk." I feel like. On an internal level, I'm like, oh, like the person who's supposed to be the authority figure is at home with his gun getting shit-faced. I'm just going to take her to a hospital Yeah. and be like, yo.
0: (laughs) There has to be a clinic. There's nothing but old people living in this town that apparently has a cold case division. Right. Yeah. They, they tell you this has been in the cold case of this county and it's like, Well then I know you have more than one cop if you have a cold case division that has seven hundred and some odd pieces of evidence in it. <laughs> like this is not rural Texas. You people are acting like Austin. Like you have <laughs> the you, you, you you're being pretentious.
2: <laughs> but um Moral of the story, don't drive to an abandoned mill in an abandoned country town and then hike through the woods to a creepy old ass house.
0: To meet a kid who definitely is uh, Forrest Gump slow, I'm not going to assume. It might just be dehydration and malnourishment, maybe autism. There's something going on with that kid.
2: I'm going to add that to a complaint. And... Um, they never show post-Jedediah helping Aaron escape what happens to Jedediah. Like, in that final moment in the diner, Jedediah's not in that scene. No,
0: the biggest issue with Jedediah is um, he goes, Gaya, yeah, you just walk through the woods, and then he does not lead them through the woods. <laughs> and they are just walking at a random angle through the woods on no Hoping. discernible path. Praying to Christ, they wind up at the sheriff's house when they find Grandpa's Mm -hmm. house. Like, they don't. (laughs) It's like, "Yeah, yeah, you just step through the woods. I'd be like, hey, kid, why don't you lead me? to the place where you know where the sheriff goes because I ain't from around here, are you boy? No,
2: I just uh, keep driving till I find a hospital or civilization yeah. of I'm some sort. I'm staying
0: on that road until I find the one place that all these geriatric patients go to for their fucking <laughs> blood pressure medication. I'm, really like, I'm not... Hanging out at the slaughterhouse in the middle of fucking nowhere, Texas. There's nowhere to raise pigs. I don't know how you raise pigs, but I know you don't do it out there. Like, that
1: they
2: raise them in their house, apparently, because we see them in their house. Yeah, no, I've got a friend <laughs>
0: that, who has pigs in her house. So Yeah, well, uh, people
2: do that as, like, pets, not, like, yeah. they're animals they slaughter. I don't think most people let their pigs that they're definitely killing, like, sleep with them at night. <laughs>
0: Grandpa is the fastest elderly paraplegic who has ever been. This man has no legs. He found his way up the stairs at one point in the movie. I don't know if you missed that. Like When he was hanging out in the front yard when he gets distracted by uh, Jessica Beale And uh, Andy goes inside the house and is like, I'm gonna go fuck some shit up and then get some shit fucked up. Um, the paraplegic is on the underside of the steps and in the time it takes everybody to get fucked up, he somehow navigates steps with no legs. I don't know if he's dragging his wheelchair behind him to get up the steps. I would be much more interested in seeing how Grandpa got back up those steps. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a scene. Just... Like him, like one arm, and then he's got, like, he's holding the wheelchair in the other arm, and he's just like, fuck, god damn it. Like, Do they
2: address in the original film, like, what happened to his legs? Like, how does he look? I think his he,
0: legs? I, I can't remember, and I, I don't want to speak, because I can't mm. remember if grandpa had legs in the original film.
2: I was just curious if you remembered I, whether or not if they it is, addressed it. It's a tie-in
0: it. to the war, I think. Like, I'd, I'd have to, I don't want to speak. You know, that, okay. yes. but I but I I think it yes, has something to do with that. Um, people made fun of us because in the dolls we chainsawed a closet door that you could easily. No, that seemed
2: got praised. Oh well, no, yeah, the review yeah, that yeah. they did. They're, did. Like, They're like, why well, didn't you, you open could the have door? Just
0: open the door. I would like to point out that in 2003's movie, the required how many millions to make? Uh, oh yeah, nine million. <laughs> He chainsaws down a hinged, unlocked screen door that two people have recently run the fuck out of Mm -hmm. without a chainsaw. And he's just like, fuck this, I'm killing the (laughs) chain. Killing the screen door for no fucking Um, reason.
2: Yeah, they chainsaw through a lot of doors in
0: this movie, actually. For fucking no reason. Like, unlocked tornado cellar gets the chainsaw, fucking door. Made of wood gets sparks. At least we didn't have the audacity to throw in sparks. (laughs) Next time, though. I got you. No, I'm putting little metal plates in the door. We're kicking some shit off. (laughs) Um, Andy's death was undramatic.
2: Yeah, they wasted a lot of time, weirdly. Like, Kemper is Aaron's boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And you think... Like I said, you kind of assume when you have a male or female lead character that has a significant other that that person is going to kind of pair off with them. And Kemper disappears very early into the film. We don't actually see his death. And then they kind of form this connection with her and Andy. And there's a whole lot of like payoff of him kind of protecting her, keeping her safe, looking out for her, like kind of being that boyfriend role. And then the most undramatic death ever he's like begging her to kill him because he's been tortured and like left to die over the entire night that she's been running around for her life and she stabs him in the gut
0: in a completely non-fatal look yeah she has a fishing knife which is one of the sharpest gut knives ever If she would have stuck and dragged he's dead (laughs) If she would have cut him across the throat, he's gone. If she would have stuck that shit in his femoral artery and just like hacked into his thigh. She like has this whole over. moment of
2: like looking at the knife and crying at me and being like, I can't do it. And he's like, just do he it. He dies and she, so fast yeah. considering
0: she didn't even pull the knife out. Yeah, that she just have...
2: sticks him and then he's but
0: she, god damn it, they could have turned that into like a saw level, like when uh, Amanda has to pull the key out of the gut. Like, and she has to stab him over and over mm-hmm. again. Like They could have really made that a fucked up dark one. And this
2: is, I think, the second film that they literally show on screen. And again, it's a death of choice. Like He begs her to kill him. So that's interesting. Like At this point, we've only seen... Well, they're seen, all
0: consensual.
2: Yeah, we've only seen... Well, Morgan dies on screen. <laughs> Definitely not consensual. <laughs> um,
0: well, he ran at it.
2: Yeah, he could run yeah. Away. well, he hangs him from the chandelier he was
0: asking point. for it. Look at what oh, he was wearing. don't,
1: don't. <laughs> uh.
0: Come at me. <laughs> Male chauvinists I'm on the feminist agenda.
2: <laughs> but yeah, um, only the second film we see on... Or the second death we see on film at this point. And both have been... Deaths of choice.
0: No, I think they're all deaths of choice. You see the suicide. Andy gets killed because Andy wants to get killed. I mean, definitely doesn't want to get killed, but you know, at what this Andy? point he's begging for it.
2: He wants to be out of his misery.
0: Um, the Hippie Chick.
2: Dies off screen in the poof dies of feathers, off screen, Which is a cool <laughs> shot. The feathers poofing up because she suddenly discovered a winter jacket.
0: <laughs> Let us see. Um, and that's all the bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So we can get into the good. <laughs> you ready for the good?
2: What was your favorite part?
0: I don't know.
2: I don't know. <laughs> I will say from um, the stance of someone who studied film... Um,
0: all those wide shots
2: yeah like, there were a lot of really, a lot bunch. of really pretty wide shots but um just in general which this is clearly a cinematographer who at this point has been filming movies throughout yeah, his lifespan yeah he did the original so this is a very practiced cinematographer at this point in his career but um beautiful beautiful film like to be such a gritty film and there's very little color in the film like it's a very gray gritty dirty looking movie but to be so grungy it's very pretty
0: question do you think that's his experience or the budget of the film because we're talking about let me make sure i get his name right because i wrote it down daniel pearl daniel pearl um do you think it's the fact that They were working on three hundred thousand in the original and he was young, or do you think that thirty, damn near forty years later, they've got a nine million dollar budget and he's able to
2: I won't pretend that money doesn't make a difference for sure. Um, you know, a
0: better But do you think like him as a younger man? Okay. Let me
2: get there. I won't pretend that money doesn't make a difference. Like, a a better camera or better lights or better whatever is going to look better than a crappy one. But um, I I do. And I'm I'm not particularly familiar with any of his work at all, so I I don't know what all he's shot. But I do think 100% your level of knowledge and experience will, on any day, uh, crush your, like your equipment or your budget or whatever so i i think the quality of the shots is 100 percent. his knowledge as a cinematographer um you know they do comparisons side by side of uh, cinematographers or photographers or whatever um using what's considered like entry-level dslr cameras next to actual film cameras or professional level photography cameras and someone who knows what they're doing can literally achieve a better quality product than someone who doesn't, but has better equipment. So um, I won't say that the money didn't help him. I'm sure he had access to plenty of nice
0: toys. As... But it's also had 40 years of...
2: Yeah, no, his his experience is hands down what made this a pretty film. Like you, We've watched plenty of gritty horror films that are just gritty dark horror films. Like this was, cinematically, if I had... ...muted the film and not paid attention to the fact that it was a horror film. A beautiful film.
0: Fantastic, right? Like mm-hmm. all the, the water leaking from the ceilings. All the dust that's coming, like catching the sun. The fog, the like windows. she's
2: wandering through the forest the at night that, the with the moonbeams. The whole remake beams. of the
0: shot that I, I, I would venture to guess he created. Which is that chase through the woods with all that smoke coming out of mm-hmm. the back of the chainsaw. They probably had fog
2: machines...
0: Like, no, they had a real chainsaw in the original. <laughs> so I think you just make rich oil, and you can do a rich gasoline, and you can smoke a chainsaw out. <laughs> like, like, we have to go back, and we have to rewatch the original because I want to see what him, with the same project, decades ago like how pretty those shots are because if we still wind up with those same wide angle shots or as he was a younger artist he you know like wanted the closer you know mm-hmm. tight end shot we'd have to revisit it together to talk about how did Daniel Pearl grow as a cinematographer
2: <laughs> and again to be fair I don't I don't know any of his I haven't looked him up to see what his record of cinematography is. There's a reason
0: why when Michael Bay was like, we're making this movie again.
2: He rehired the same one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He didn't call the director. He called the cinematographer and he said, whatever you did back there, I need you to do now. (laughs) And, uh, we made more money than everybody did on the last one because Deep Throat has not got a remake yet. (laughs) Um, the hitchhiker suicide passing through the gunshot wound and out the back window. We were talking about it outside a few, you know, before we started this. And, uh, I was trying to come up with how did they pull that shot off where, cause it's them mm-hmm. and then it goes through the skull And then it comes out of the skull, and then it goes out the gunshot wound in the back window, and then follows the van out, and then a few minutes later, not a few, but you know what I mean? Frames. Yeah, when the car is pulling away, it starts off inside from behind the suicide victim, and then goes back out of that hole, and it it, it Mm -hmm. looks like a stationary shot with literally the atmosphere of the shot changing Mm -hmm. and how do you pull that off
2: well i mean i didn't work on this movie so i don't know but how would you how they did it but um i wasn't paying attention to be honest whether or not the camera itself moved so there's you know different tactics you can
0: use but it doesn't look like the camera moves you know
2: Yeah, I would imagine for the initial pulling out through the skull, that was just a zoom. You know, they had a camera that was zoomed in and then zoomed it out. But, you know, there's different tricks you can use. You can dolly out, like literally physically move the camera body out. Or if you have a zoom lens, zoom in and out. So I would imagine it was a prop body that had, you know, the exit wound. I don't think
0: it was a real body. (laughs) A lot of people got that uh, in the original, but I doubt that they got some woman to shoot herself in the head so they could pull a GoPro through her fucking You face. did
2: this to me on Friday the 13th, too. <laughs> like, you know what I mean when I say that. I don't mean it's a literal dead body. It's a
0: prop body, and I was, like, uh, gathered. Like, I didn't... Like, you I know what advice. I mean when I say that. I assume, that they didn't just hack this dude's leg listen. off for thirty million dollars. Okay, track him. <laughs> listen, it
1: was
0: like Michael Bay makes You know 90% what I mean. You
2: know what I mean when I say that. I don't mean that it could have potentially been a real body. So they set up a prop with a hollow you know, wound through its face and they zoom out and if the camera itself moves, you track out But the, do you
0: put the camera through no. the prop or do you no? no
2: you just zoom.
0: How do you get, like, the, the cavernous look, like, as it pulls back?
2: Because as it looks like
0: it's inside and...
2: As you're zooming in and out, you're changing... But
0: does the lens go inside? No. Or is it just the no. focus? Okay.
2: Yeah, because as you're zooming in and out, you're changing the perspective of what the camera is seeing. So you don't have to physically be inside of it. But as you zoom out, you're changing the... Um, blanking on the word that i want but you're you're changing the perspective that the lens itself is seeing so if i was sitting in my exact spot that i'm sitting in right now looking at you with a camera like i could be like oh i want to see all of your body but if i zoom in i can zoom into just your eyeball so i i change i physically change the perspective see, that I, the camera sees that
0: like if you were shooting me but like if you were trying to shoot through me i have a lot of difficulty understanding how just a zoom you know like isolates cuz it looks like your perspective grows kind of as you back out of the van like it, it, it it's like a triangular type of shot that goes through somebody's head and through the back window of We well, have
2: to position the camera which they could have done all of this digitally i don't know that they didn't do it digitally but would you use like
0: a fish eye at the start of the shot and like remove that like how would you
2: no um like the position if i was
0: like Kristen, <laughs> recreate that how would you do it
2: like i mean you'd, you'd have to do camera tests with it like you have to position the camera close enough that as you're zooming out, you're coming through the hole versus, like, you're zooming out and seeing her whole head. So you would have to position the camera at a relative distance to get the effect of the zoom. But, um, no, it's assuming they didn't do it digitally, just a zoom effect.
0: I don't know. (laughs) Because, like, if I had to, I'm I'm thinking, and this one was not made in the 70s, So I guess maybe I'm thinking about it like if I was trying to shoot it in the 70s, but like the big shoulder rig, like you'd almost have to like stick the nose of the camera, which the lens, I guess, is what it's probably not called the nose. I would stick that through that hole and then drive the van away.
2: Well, I think (laughs) if I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering it right, we're behind her head already when her head blows out. So I think it's a solid head and then the wound blows out and we're now looking through the wound, so that would have been digital. Is obviously. that
0: the shot? In my I head think so. it was that it was group and then pulled through the head, back of the head, back of the window, but
2: It may have been
0: that would have been digital for sure. It's like a fucking fight club shot. Like when he shoots himself. And <laughs> she leans
2: back and you see the smoke coming out of her mouth. That was cool.
0: That was super fucking <laughs> cool. Like she's just... I and mean, that's easy. It's like, how do you do that? And it's like, take this cigarette. Take a hit. And then just like Blow slowly let that. Just ease out of your lungs. Yeah. You're going to look like you captured yourself in the dome. Part two. Mother fucking Gunny I don't know what else to tell you Gunny's (laughs) in the movie it wins
2: (laughs) he's definitely an intimidating character
0: that whole he keeps that military bearing where he's like I'm gonna fuck with you like the most fucked up drill sergeant you've ever met stick that gun in your mouth try to shoot me but yeah (laughs) I was gonna say that
2: whole scene in the car was hands down like his best scene. like
0: fucking bottles that dude oh in the back God. seat, knocks his teeth out, and then when the dude starts crying, reaches over, pulls his own goddamn teeth out, <laughs> and he's so like, now, now we, we have something else in common.
1: Uh.
0: <laughs> uh. Like, holy fuck, dude, like... When did you become, like, the scariest person in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre? <laughs>
2: that whole bit, too, where they're initially wrapping the body when he first takes it away. It was, like, very unsettling. Yeah. Like, his it's demeanor. It's like, oh, you got
0: blood on your hands? <laughs> it's like, yeah, at least you're like, not fucking dead.
2: Making sexual comments about yeah, her dead grabs
0: corpse. her tit while she's fucking... Does he? I missed that. Yeah, yeah, he goes. You know what I like? I like to cop a feel, and he like grabs her. I missed her, that yeah, entirely. He grabs her tip while the dude's wrapping her skull up. He makes all those comments about I was like having to hold the head together. Mm-hmm. But my favorite one from that particular scene, right, is um, when um, he's saying, "I have just as much respect." for the dead as anybody else around here, which translates to, I will grab a dead girl's titty.
2: (laughs) makes a comment, too, that implies that they were raping her dead corpse. It's a weird, very unsettling scene.
0: In the original, Grandpa is the most fucked up person, and in this one, the sheriff is the most fucked up person. Like Leatherface takes the back seat on disturbing character. Yeah. Like Like, he's killing people, but that's what I expect Leatherface to do. That's not what I expect a cop to do. That's not what I expect an amputee grandpa to do, to be, like, clit-rubbing some chick while she's trying to help him back into the wheelchair.
2: (laughs) I did find it weird that they pretty much dropped the family off at the tail end, though. Like, it's just uh, Aaron running from Leatherface while the family's, like, having a weird family moment at the diner. Like, oh, let's feed this kid we kidnapped together. Oh, no,
0: she kills the shit out of Gunny. She yeah. runs his ass over, like, three times. She's like, you're gonzo, so, sonzo. So. Like, I'm stealing the kid. We're fucking out of here.
2: Which is funny, because we had that conversation when we were doing Friday the 13th, where I was, like, frustrated that they didn't make sure Jason was, they like, the real dead. They she triple-taps. <laughs> Runs him over, backs him over, and then runs him over again. And then Leatherface comes charging at the car with the chains on. She's like, not today, Satan. He just keeps driving. i <laughs> out
0: of here trying to get to heaven. <laughs> Theo Von references. Go check them out. Um, Leatherface's workshop is very game. Mm-hmm. And holy fuck, he had a ring the whole time. Which I think we already covered. Yeah, that
2: was Kimber. Mm-hmm. Which made me sad. Like, like I really the, wish there had been a payoff to that.
0: Um, here's a list of things you told me about your side of things. It was beautiful lighting.
2: Mm, very pretty lighting.
0: Set design. Which is like when they went into the workshop. And it was like Body things parts everywhere. the top of the... There's a lot of Mad Magazine references so, like, the top of the van has got the Newton face, and, like, it, it, it that's the first thing that goes, is you got, uh, I wish I could remember his name, is it Alfred P. Newton? Is I have no the idea. face of Mad Magazine. It's something like that. Um, but he is the poster on the ceiling of the van, and when the chainsaw comes through, it comes right through Mad Magazine's heart, which is beautiful. <laughs> Because I grew up on that. So... <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was fucking fun. Um, a lot of muted tones. Can you explain? Oh, you know, I mean, muted I... tones, dusty sunlight, and rusty blood. What yeah. are the, How do those colors work?
2: Which, I mean, I talked about that a little bit when I was talking about the cinematography, which... I think as part of, ironically, what I find so pretty about the film is they took a film with next to no color in it. The only color in pretty much the entire film is the blood and the skin tone of the more tan characters. So um, you get like a little bit of an orange tone from the characters that have, you know, some tan to them. And then the blood has this very orange, rusty tone. It's not like what you would typically expect from a horror film where it's this bright, gushing red like the whole film like the way the characters are dressed the way the scenery looks is just this like very muted dead dull color to it and they took which kind of um, I guess coincides with our conversation about um, the first prologue of Halloween like if you're gonna shoot a black of and white <laughs> stop making fun of me if you're gonna shoot a black I'm and white drinking. If you're going to shoot a black and white scene like you're solely depending on the contrast of your scene because you've stripped out all the color, so your lighting has to be on point. Like the contrast between your lights and your darks has to be dynamic. So that's kind of what this film was, I guess. Like it wasn't in black and white. It was in <coughs> color, but they muted out all of the color to it where it's all almost gray. Like the film but looks gray.
0: Right you still wind up with a lot of really heavy warms and colds. Yeah. But at the same time, they're blended. Yeah, because they... are sitting in this uncomfortable, I don't know where to look, you know, like throughout the film.
2: Yeah, they took, like, all of the colors and just kind of dulled everything out to make everything just look aged and old and worn down and rusty, I guess for lack of a better word. There's dust.
0: With the blood, the saliva, and the dirt when they're face down in the scene where he's got that fucking, you know, cold lightning, and he's like fucking pop, 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 and fucking like shooting all around her head. And he's mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna kill you. It's like, They got like those strings of saliva into the clay like just beautifully fucking executed.
2: Which part of that is the lighting, like you, you have to light you know your scenes so that these subtle details stand out and like the saliva dripping off the face is like lit in a way that you catch liquid is or water you know saliva is clear you're still catching this like drool dribbling off of their face because it's lit in a way that that stands out and then like even in the dark scenes where they're wandering around kind of like in Leatherface's like cellar mm-hmm. area or the meat factory or when she's running through the woods it's lit or you can whatever slaughterhouse Slaughterhouse, whatever (laughs) it's lit in this way where you can like always feel kind of the tension of like you know the contrast in the lights and the darks like we're kind of like hiding in the shadows but also we're getting enough light to see the fear in the character's eyes or the trembling in their lips or the saliva dripping off of their mouth or whatever so it's just a very Pretty film that pays a lot of attention to these minor details while having very little color in it. So, I don't know. Like, I'd, I'd kudos to Daniel Pearl <laughs> for sure. Oh, and yeah, whoever yeah, the yeah. gaffer was.
0: The, there's a lot of just fantastic. Like,
2: I, I thought, too, which that's a credit to the uh, hair oh, and makeup like, team. Um, it's a hot Texas summer, I'm assuming,
0: because they're it's all... It's always hot in Texas. <laughs> and in they're all the wearing, summer. like, it's...
2: tank tops and short sleeves and stuff. you actors lucky to be
0: under 120.
2: <laughs> the actors always looked sweaty and dirty, and their hair looked kind of damp. But, but... she wouldn't
0: take that knot out of her goddamn t-shirt. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they, they didn't look gross. They just looked... Sweaty. Yeah, like look it gross looked. Yeah, in the
0: original, like.
2: <laughs> it didn't look like they were like greased up. It legitimately looked like they were just sweating in the sun all day long. But yeah, I I did think that was a little weird that uh, Jessica Bill didn't take the knot out of her sweater after Old Man Grandpa <laughs> groped her ass. I feel like I would have been like not exposing skin to any of you freaks.
0: <laughs> Ain't nothing but dick around here. <laughs> <laughs> shout out part two i'm sorry i've had a few just trying
2: to get to heaven
0: just trying to get to heaven (laughs) Um, welcome to the world of the amputated hero Mm
1: -hmm.
0: this motherfucker it's like, I ain't about to get my ass kicked by a dude with no legs and then loses a leg running through the washing machine. Like He's like, I'm going out here for the dryer. So we got all these clothes hung up. I'm going to hide away from the crazy shithead out the chainsaw and gets hacked. Like, this dude gets gone.
2: It's an interesting play, I think, on... Normal dynamic in horror films because I feel like people's natural tendency in real life and also in horror films, if you're in danger, is like, Help me, don't let me die because you're panicked. And almost every character in this film, when they're faced with their own mortality, tells the other person, Yeah, tells the other person to run and save themselves, like even if they're not actively hurt. Like Andy's laying on the floor with a tire iron trying to fight off a chainsaw and tells the girl to run, the girl's trapped in a van. Tells the other girl to run like they're continuously looking out for each other for the most part, which is interesting, because it's a natural I feel like human tendency to want to live.
0: Yeah. So. No, they're all heroes. Yeah. Again, everything that happens in this movie almost like flows by their consent. Except,
2: Morgan. He's a little selfish until the tail end and sacrifices himself. He, no but I mean look, throughout though he's too injured to really walk and Aaron's having to uh, carry a him he
0: pussy considering how he acted in the last couple of minutes it's like <laughs> you definitely could have walked through those woods if you were ready to like tackle Leatherface and
2: two when Kemper goes missing like initially Kemper's the only character missing and he wants the keys to the van because he wants to drive off and leave Kemper behind and everyone mm-hmm. else supposed to stay essentially except for him and then he limps on Aaron until the tell end he has a bit of a redeeming moment, so that was kind of weird to see the character that you'd think would be like the smart character or the character that in some way like moves the plot along to kind of just be the baggage <laughs> literally
1: <laughs> Oh.
0: How'd you feel about this? Motorcycle. motorcycle. <laughs> How'd you feel about this fingernails getting pulled off on no. the wall? It's, I'm, oh, no! How dare the you part. bring that back up, actually? No. Fingernails versus the wall. And then I slashed it. Welcome to the hook. Because you get fingernails breaking off. And then he just picks him up and says, "And there you go, and that's where you live for the rest of the movie."
2: <laughs> I don't know why, because that's not a thing that will kill you. Like you can but definitely the
0: fingernails hurt a lot more than him going down on that hook like that. Was like they, like... they
2: for sure won't kill you. It's rarely ever a bloody shot, but for some reason, fingernails being ripped out of fingers has like always ice. been. I think I
0: think like fingernails like eyes, bother me worse. Toenails, well, nails, period. Toenails would count. Like,
2: oh yeah, teeth are pretty You get rough a too. weird
0: like teeth rip, like it's just your teeth are gone. Like losing like those things that grow back. But I've lost a toenail a couple of times, and I would love to go the next five years without ever <laughs> losing another toenail. Like I'd I'd, I'd be gold. Yeah, those. I don't
2: know why, but those in particular. Th- fingernails. You just fingernails. Of any. the
0: wall and you just see them go. Click, 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 click. click. Yeah, of like
2: any horror <laughs> film device that's like typically used in horror films. That's always been the one that's bothered me most is nails ripping out of the fingers. Like you'll definitely live through that, but holy hell, you're not gonna want to. God
0: damn. That was fucking next level. I've got five more points, so I'm gonna. Um, because I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little drunk right now, so now feels like a good enough time to sign off. I'm gonna give you five scenes, and you gotta pick. You ready?
2: Pick what? What am I picking? What's my favorite? Or the
0: tea time scene. The piano scene, the rat scene, the chase through the slaughterhouse, or we got the arm.
2: Am I picking what's my favorite?
0: They hacked off Leatherface's arm.
2: They did. He beats the chainsaw against the locker to get his arm to let loose of the chainsaw so he can carry it his arm was still attached to the chainsaw
0: what do you think was the coolest
2: I don't know I don't know that I'd pick any of those like if I have to pick between those um...
0: that's just my last note I have written down
2: what were my choices again sorry I've forgotten the first ones uh,
0: the T the Teton where
2: tea time she for sure, yeah. Tea time for sure. It was very unsettling.
0: The tea time wins, but the piano scene I think is the close 2nd you We're like, mm-hmm. am I gonna kill him? Am I not gonna kill him? And his one foot is just stopping down on the piano, mm-hmm. playing music like in the background, like fucking incredible.
2: It was a cool shot. I don't lost know.
0: All the energy.
1: <laughs>
2: I don't know that I would say any of those were my favorite, though. I think the the wides and the silhouette in the woods and stuff were probably my favorite, just because it was a very pretty use of like lighting combined with like the fog and the atmosphere and stuff. Like the wides of the
0: house were like weirdly very pretty. I think I'm a hundred percent for the suicide scene, like that, <laughs> and then through the skull and like literally everything else that that scene brought up. The wide shots were fucking fantastic. That beautiful house and all that mist and stuff. Like, I, I can't deny that. But as far as the greatest kill, it has to be the hitchhiker shooting yeah. herself in the head with a gun she pulled out of her vagina.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, for sure. Because they don't show a lot of them anyway. The best kill is definitely hands down the suicide. But I did think... Pepper's kill, where you just see the puff of feathers like billowing yeah, was, up around him yeah, in the critty. moonlight, was yeah. neat. That was a pretty shot.
0: What's your big takeaway?
2: Uh. It's
0: the lesson learned.
2: Forever and all horror films don't follow random hillbillies into the woods.
0: <laughs> for sure. Don't take advice from like a. 10 year old like Texas kid who doesn't get any baths
2: yeah like definitely don't do any of those things (laughs) like don't pick up hitchhikers don't wander into the woods at night don't walk into weird houses if you're gonna talk to the sheriff talk to the sheriff yourself and not let the weird gas station lady do it like just don't be so stupid that's forever my takeaway of these type of films (laughs) like if I was confronted with chainsaw, I'm definitely dead because uh, I panic.
0: So. I mean, it's a it's a murder device. You can hear coming long before you get killed. Mm, so if true. you get killed with a chainsaw, <laughs> that's taking three to four chainsaw tugs <laughs> before you're getting killed. So true. you're dumb if you get killed by that. But just Carry in a high. A firearm. In a hypothetical
2: world, if I'm confronted with dude with whatever weapon, I'm probably dead. But I'm also probably not in the situation with dude with whatever weapon. So I'm not wandering into the woods with grandpa doesn't have any of his front teeth.
0: I think my big takeaway is the scene where Leatherface is sitting curled up. Like a child who's been scolded in the next room while the sheriff sexually assaults Aaron mm-hmm. where he's crying and he can't pull himself together because like he he can't wrap his head around it. that moment of sensitivity with the monster is what Frankenstein is almost all about. Mm-hmm. And so I think my big takeaway is how can we relate to the monster? And I'm
2: drunk. <laughs> Social media.
0: Where can you find us at Facebook? Uh,
2: Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions.
0: And what is our Instagram?
2: At Nightmare Box Productions.
0: And what is our Twitter? <laughs>
2: At Nightmare Box Pro.
0: Did I miss some? Website. Website is? The
2: Nightmare Box blog.
0: And I wrote a book and it's called The Madman Diaries Collection. And we have a film that you can watch on. Uh,
2: You can watch it on the website or uh, my YouTube is youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington.
0: And you can go see the dolls. I love you. I love you. And I love you guys. And we'll see you in a couple of days. You fucking cots. I'm
2: going to exit us out with a chainsaw rev right there. Do what? So I'm going to exit us out and with a chainsaw. Vroom, vroom, vroom
1: on a mother-